Hey, it's the Dogcast, episode 149. We don't really have anything to talk about. Well, we got a couple things to talk about. Wait, I mean, wait, this is just the header. Oh. Dogcast episode number 149. We're in the bunker. It is about midnight on. Um, At the Oasis. Midnight, yeah. I, li- listen, dog fans. I just want to tell you, we've been, we've just come back from a party. Yeah. No Sean Moreno Kool Aid. This show might get out of hand at any second because we're about damn lit. We're off the wall. We are, we are off the wall. We but, have done shots of tequila. Bye, fans. <laughs> drinking margaritas. Raisin-flavored moonshine. Okay, so here's the deal, dog fans. This show's by fans, for fans, and we're going to talk about the worst fans, but we're going to get to that in just a second. I've got a little note sheet here for you, old dog. David Pollock. Let's talk about David Pollock. I know you hate talking about former players. Well, yeah. But he's a great one. He was. Three-time All-American, All-SEC, one of the best Bulldogs of the modern era. I'm going to tell you how smart he is. Because not only did the kid play with heart, play with a fast motor, as you like to say. Motor was always running. Motor's always running. He held out for like, he held out for like 30 days in the NFL. And got $13 million, 7.6 of which was guaranteed. And thank heavens he did. Thank heavens he did. like so many of these poor guys, you're one play away from not being able to play anymore. Especially when you play the way David Pollock played. Which was 100% all the time. Every single play. What a great Bulldog, and we absolutely wish him well. So anyway, dog fans, this is the Dogcast. This is episode 149, 139? 49. We're in the 40s. 149. We're 123 days away from kickoff. 123 days from kickoff, dog fans. 121 days away from that big (laughs) Thursday night game for the South Carolina Gamecocks. And I'm telling you. I think that's the uh, same time that, uh, like, Dorman Junior High is playing the three-bear school for the blind or something like that. Let's talk about the Gamecocks because, you know, we like talking about do that ice thing again. That's good. There you go. That is 12-year-old McAllen. Over no ice. Sh- no Sean Moreno Kool-Aid. No Sean Moreno Kool-Aid. Brown and smooth. <laughs> 12-year-old. Okay, a brown and smooth 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Damn raisin flavored moonshine's tearing my butt up. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Gamecocks. How would you like to be Tommy Beecher? Tommy Number one with a bullet. <laughs> Tommy Beecher. Number one with a bullet. Flew past smelly. He got the starting job because he only had three interceptions. <laughs> instead of five. <laughs> instead of five. And, and- 
And not only that, hadn't been thrown off the team and had a two-month-old out of wedlock child. But here's the best part. I think that Conky is moving up. I think Conky may have passed Chris Smelly as the number two quarterback. Well, he's the number one defensive back. But less, And that brings up a point. And this is Old Dog's pet peeve. Artificial mascots. They're useless. They're worthless. I mean, when you when you say, I'm talking about a a person, a person in a suit. In a suit, they belong in Disney World. (laughs) They have no business in a football stadium. Old, I mean, you know, hairy dog, cocky. All of these things, they need to go away. Like Johnny Rib? Yeah. If you're not not a live mascot, you need to be horsewhipped, drawn and quartered, (laughs) and shot if you're not dead already. So you pretty much, you're down with Harry Dog and that big-ass buffalo from Colorado. No, the real buffalo is okay. That's what I'm saying. You're down with those guys. Everybody else can suck If you're not a live animal as a mascot, you ain't shit. (sighs) And you don't deserve to be on the field. Okay. Oh, man. So, we're at this party tonight, dog fans. And this chick comes up to us. We got man, this guy. the greatest line I have ever heard. <laughs> we're we're hanging. Is, I'm going to tell you, this is old dog's kind of woman who said, I had a bad experience with moonshine at a NASCAR race. <laughs> I said, honey, don't give me none of that moonshine. I said, when can we get to the justice of the peace? (laughs) I'm telling you, when a girl says, I had a bad experience with moonshine at an NASCAR race. And it took me me three days to get my body right. Oh, Old dog is trying to old dog is trying to get with that stuff, man. Yeah, I said here, this uh, is really tequila. <laughs> here, take a shot of this. It's tequila. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about kickoff times because okay. I've got news about kickoff times, and we got to get to this website, Worst Fans. All right, so we're really getting to the legitimate part of the show now. No, 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 not yet, because we got some emails. We got okay. some email questions. All right, hit it. Hang on, let me pull this email up. We got an email uh, this week. We got several email questions, but one we got people that want to know about, um, you know, the Pac-10 and the Big Ten versus the SEC. Old dog, what do you think about the Pac-10 and the Big Ten versus the SEC? Well, neither one of those conferences holds a candle throughout the entire schedule to the SEC. Pac-10 team, Big Ten team in the SEC probably lose three, four games easy. I mean, the SEC, without a doubt, and I think it's universally known, it is the toughest conference there is in college football, and we beat each other up. And, you know, a Big Ten going undefeated, a Pac-10 going undefeated, really doesn't hold the candle as been proven over and over again against an SEC team with one or two losses. I mean, it's just like we eat our own. Absolutely. 
So, really, we have no respect for the Pac-10, the Big Ten, in general. We have no respect for football outside of the Southeastern Conference. And see, you're touching on this worst fans thing. We're going to get back to that in just a second because I'm, I'm fired up about the worst fans thing. But let's talk about the Arizona State game because we've had a ton of interest. Yeah, and, from- and we are waiting on the Dogcast Hotel. It's We don't know if it's going to be at the Motel 6 or the Super 8 yet. Jeff from Boise. Jeff from Boise is in charge of booking the Dogcast Media Hotel. And I'm telling well, you... Well, I've done one better. I've called Priceline. I've gotten Denny Crane on top of it. Denny Crane from Boston Denny, Legal. Denny Crane from Boston Legal. <laughs> Spokesman for Priceline is going to set not only the Dogcast Hotel, but the right. right. We just want you to and know... And look for it on Wednesday at Boston Legal when the two of them are sitting in the and the white leather chairs out on the balcony, two weeks from now, they're going to tell you what the Dogcast Hotel is going to be in Tempe, Arizona. I hear you. But I just want everybody out there, uh, Jana from Burbank, John in Reno, all of our listeners from Idaho to Arizona, from basically west of the Mississippi. A little no Sean Moreno Kool-Aid there for you. Absolutely. Old Dog is lighting it up tonight. Dog fans, we're going to have more information for you about this Arizona trip. We are definitely going to put together a listener gathering. We are going to have some fun, and I'm telling you, Jeff from Boise will show up with two handles of Crown Royal, and we are going to have a party. Man, we may throw a pig on the grill and show them how it's done. We're going to throw down at Arizona because we're going to show them how tailgating's done, and then we're going to show them how football is done. Absolutely. Dog fans, so let me tell you something. We are going to get back to you with these Arizona State details of the road trip as soon as we have them. But pretty much right now, all we know is that we're flying into Tempe. Right, and be watching Boston Legal now on Wednesday nights and look for <laughs> Denny Crane to announce the Dogcast Hotel. Okay, so on to kickoff times. Let me pull this up here. We've got game times. We've got kickoff times, dog fans, and I'm going to tell you tentatively, if you don't know... Let's talk about the season starting off on a big Thursday night game. You got Thursday night game, South Carolina versus... the old ball coach. (laughs) Who is no longer calling old ball plays. No, because we're going to have young ball plays (laughs) from the young ball coach. But the most... I mean, less... We need Listen. to be serious about South Carolina fans. Old dog Their offense threw eight interceptions, <laughs> and they are trying to say it's because their defense is so damn good. <laughs> I mean, get a grip. With a <laughs> dialed-back defense, they threw eight interceptions. I mean, they rushed two people and only played seven people on defense, <laughs> and three of them were under 11 years old. Okay. Dog fans, here's the times we have uh, of the times that you care about. There's speculation that the Georgia Georgia Southern game might be picked up by Fox by Fox Sports South, and that would make it like a 12:45 or a Raycom spot. Lincoln Financial, yeah, which but, used to be Jefferson but, 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 Pilot, but, but, is now Raycom. Hang on a minute. If if you're gonna wait on TV for the Georgia Southern game, then you're a loser. Okay. Central Michigan. You need to be there. Central Michigan at Georgia is twelve thirty. I thought it was Western. No, Central Michigan okay. at Georgia, twelve thirty on Raycom, which used to be Lincoln Financial, which, which used, used to, to be, be Jefferson, Jefferson Pilot. Pilot. Exactly. Now it's Raycom. Yeah. 
That's going to be Channel 11 in Savannah. 12.30 on if Raycon. If you don't have cable. September 6th. 6 now, on the cable TV. Georgia-South Carolina game will be the 3.30 feature CBS game on SEC. That'll be on September 13th. Then you've got Georgia at Arizona State, 8 o'clock on ABC. Wow. Might get Keith Jackson calling that game for us. Man, wouldn't that be great? Keith Jackson, who said Holly Rowe was a fat pig, <laughs> and she was the girl that you might have sex with but wouldn't tell your friends. <laughs> so you got September 20th, Georgia at Arizona State, 8 o'clock on ABC. Then we come home to play Nick Saban, I Can Walk on Water. Saint Saban. Saint Saban, I Can Walk on Water, 745 on ESPN against the Tide. Matt, and we are going to rip them a new asshole. <laughs> then we take a week off, Tennessee at Georgia, 330 CBS. And boy, do we need to have some payback on Tennessee. Next week after that, October 18th, Vandy at Georgia, 1230 on Raycom Sports, formerly Lincoln Financial, formerly Jefferson Pilot. And no one will be stepping on anybody's leathers. We're going to blow them out. And then the following week, we travel to Baton Rouge. Man, and I tell you what, that is the start of probably the toughest road to hoe of any Ugh. college schedule that there has ever been in the existence <laughs> Of college football. Georgia at Baton Rouge. Travels down to Baton Rouge. And I tell you what, dog fans, if the Tempe trip goes well, we may set up shop in New Orleans. Oh. And I'll tell you what right now. If we do, I'm telling we're, you at what? The, we're at the Royal Sinesta, and you can catch Old Dog's ass in the Desiree Oyster Bar <laughs> eating crawfish. Biting the heads and sucking the tails. Or is it sucking the tails? Sucking tails and biting heads. Bite, I don't no, know what. Sucking heads and biting tails. Well, I'm, I'm not sucking any heads. I'm telling you that right now. I might bite a tail or two, but, but Georgia, old dog does not suck head. Georgia at LSU is a 3.30 CBS kickoff. Georgia at LSU, 3.30 CBS kickoff. Then the next week, you've got Georgia versus Florida. That's on November 1st. Can you imagine what the landing in Jacksonville is going to be like it's, on Halloween it is going before to be, the Georgia-Florida game? It's going to be out of control. Georgia fans are going to be dressed like winners. Florida fans are going to be dressed like losers in jorts. Throw through the tears, baby. Yeah, throw, throw through, through the tears. The tears. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, Georgia plays 3.30 on the CBS game. That Georgia-Florida game will also be 3.30 at CBS. Man, you're talking, you're talking three weeks in a row because I know that Auburn game is going to be on there too. No, because the next week we're Georgia at Kentucky oh. on November 8th at 12.30 on Raycom. Which used to be. Lincoln Financial. Which, which used, used to, to be Jefferson, Jefferson Pilot. Pilot. And then you've got November 15th, Georgia at Georgia Tech at Georgia. And they're predicting that is still going to be a 3.30 CBS game because CBS loves the Bulldogs. Well, they, and, and they should, but that is going to be an absolute blowout. We're taking Tech down by 40. Tech by, we're going to beat by Tech 40. by 40. Tech by 40, and, and if you've got a daughter, bring her there because Tech is desperate. Tech, the only modern big-time AC college football it's, team. 
to downsize their stadium in the modern era. They are so pathetic. So pathetic. They really are. Okay, dog fans, it's time for you to listen, dog fans. Now we're going to do it. Twenty burning questions well, in football. When do we play Auburn? I didn't even see that. It's not in the Auburn's on schedule this year. All right, I'm going to predict <laughs> CBS 3:30 Georgia against Auburn in Auburn. Okay, good. I don't know how I skipped that. I just passed it. Twenty burning questions, old dog. I'll ask the questions. You answer them in the old dog style. I'll do my best. As fast as you can. You ready? Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, drum roll or something. Okay. A little drum roll. All right, question number one. Who's going to win the Heisman this year? Who cares after Herschel didn't win it in 80? Can LSU repeat? No. Will Michigan contend for a Big Ten crown? Never. And who cares? Will Oklahoma finally be back in the driver's seat? Sure. (laughs) Is the Pac-10 top-heavy again this year? Well, they've got one good team. Will somebody other than Virginia Tech and Boston College step up in the ACC? Yeah, Clemson, but who who gives a damn? Will Charlie Weiss finally get Notre Dame on track? No, because he's too fat. Who's on the short list to be BCS crasher teams this year? I have absolutely no idea. Who will be the first-year coach that makes the biggest impact? No telling. Bobby Petrino. Will Ohio State... He's coaching pros somewhere. No, no, he's in Arkansas. (laughs) Which is kind of like the pros. Yeah. Will Ohio State contend for a BCS crown? They will only because of the media and then lose their ass in the bowl like they always do. Will there be a BCS controversy this year? Absolutely, because Ohio State will be in it. (laughs) Will the NCAA make a decision on Reggie Gate concerning USC? No, because they love Pete Carroll. Which BCS conference will be the strongest? SEC, as always. Which coaches will be on the hot seat if they don't win? Bobby Petrino, because <laughs> I remember his name. Steve Spurrier and Tommy and, Bowden. No, Steve Spurrier. Tommy, Charlie Weiss and Tommy, Mike Stoops. Tommy Bowden will never be on the hot seat because Clemson fans are happy with a nine-win season. Spurrier is going to leave South Carolina in two years. Will BCS, which BCL teams will be the sleepers this year in the BCS? Hawaii. <laughs> Because they're so damn good. <laughs> Which teams will be the most disappointing? Ohio State. <laughs> Which BCS team will have the softest schedule? Ohio State. <laughs> Which BCS team has the hardest first half of the season? Georgia. <laughs> Which teams will win their respective conferences? Georgia. <laughs> okay, and now here's the whole reason we're doing this, by the way, dog fans. Before we get to question number one, I want you to know, this is from Fox Sports, the thing I'm reading off right now. These are the 20 questions, the 20 burning questions from Fox Sports. And the number one question is, the BCS championship game teams will be. And I asked Old Dog who it would be. And he said the actual answer that is on the website, which is... University of Georgia against the University of Southern California. With the winner being... The University of Georgia Bulldogs. For the Natty National Championship, University of Georgia Bulldogs. No doubt about it. Dog fans heard it here first. That's the 20 burning questions. And that moves us to the last thing we're going to talk about in today's show. The WorstFans.com poll. Yeah, this was a weird website that you pull up. 
It's called worstfans.com. www.worstfans.com. They claim now that they have no bias and no agenda, and I have to tell you... And they may not. I voted in the poll. I don't think they do. There's no, there's no bias or agenda. And, Old Dog, you wanted to know what is the criteria that makes a worst fan. And apparently there is none. There is none. And I am proud to say that Georgia fans are rated the worst. And I believe it's because... We are the best, the most arrogant, usually the most drunk, and the most boisterous. And we love our team and support them more than any other team there is in the SEC. And everybody else is jealous of us. And therefore, we are the worst fans because everyone wishes they were where we were. (laughs) Because if you can't be a Georgia Bulldog... You ain't shit. <laughs> so you're basically saying we're the snobbiest fans. We're the best. We are and the we best. And we know it. And we know it. And we're, fr- and we're proud to tell everybody. And we're looked down upon on others. Third most valuable franchise in college sports, period. The most valuable franchise in the SEC. And we know it. They know it. And that's what they make them hate us. And they don't like us. And... And there are a lot of haters out there. But I want you to know about this website, Dog Fans. It's called WorstFans.com. They have everything. NFL, Major League Baseball, every conference. But if you pull up the SEC, the question is simply, who has the worst fans in the SEC? And if you vote, say for, I don't know, Florida or Alabama like I did, it will show you that they've got us listed as the worst fans in the SEC. You need to check that out, dog fans, and see if we can't sway that. I'm putting a, a link in the show well, notes. Well, I mean, I'm not sure we want it swayed. You think it's a badge of courage? I do. I'm wearing it as one because you... because we are superior to every other football program in the SEC. Every other, as a fan, we're superior to every other fan in the SEC. See, we don't and, know. We, we, and we don't... if they're looking at, if they are saying, you know, you're arrogant. You're no, you, you just are so full of yourself that you are just oozing with greatness. We hate you. And see, that's us. See, we that's don't know. Me. We don't know if they're measuring rudeness or say, you know, because if you, if you consider. Man, I don't think it can be rudeness. I mean, I can't remember. Was it Boise State where we fly that poor boy's quarterback's dad in from Iraq or wherever it was to watch him lose his ass. You know, I mean, we're a, we're a giving group. We are. We're We've got very, missionaries in Honduras right now. We're a very generous group. I'm telling you, dog fans, we don't know what the criteria is. We just know they've got us rated as worst. Check it out at worstfans.com but I think and it, vote. I think it boils down to a situation where people wish They had graduated from the Harvard of the South, the greatest university in the world. The oldest state-chartered university in America. I mean, if you you didn't go to Georgia and you didn't graduate, you're second-rate and you're jealous. (laughs) Exactly, dog fans. So check it out. We're a little fired up by this worst fans thing. Check the website in and give us a little feedback. Tell us what you think. What do they mean? 
Bonds being the worst fans. Well, in the and SEC. I think it's kind of cool. They just left it up. Worst fans. I mean, I believe South Carolina is second. Yes. And as far as I'm concerned, next to Georgia fans, South Carolina are the greatest fans in the world because out of total despair, they always look for something great. I mean, look at their spring game. They had two quarterbacks that threw eight interceptions, and they're talking about how good their defense is. <laughs> That's no problem. I mean, you can't get any better than that. It's no problem at all. It's exactly the way we designed Man, it. Man, this is perfect. <laughs> and Tommy Beecher, by the way, gave us a fantastic nickname for Steven Garcia. Tommy Beecher said, Steven Garcia is no godsend for... The Gamecocks. And I got to tell you, every time I hear Steven Garcia from now on, his nickname is The Godsend. Yeah, no he doubt He is the godsend it. of quarterbacks. Second only to His Highness, Tim Tebow. St. Oh, Tebow. St. Tebow. The greatest quarterback. The man who can't throw through tears. <laughs> the man who can't throw through tears when his shoulder hurts. Right. But anyway, dog fans... That's going to wrap it up. Give us a call and tell us what you think. We are really coming back from a Cinco de Mayo party with lots of moonshine and tequila, lots of Patron. And uh, the number is 706-534-1516. We love comments. You're surprised that I can remember the phone number right now, I aren't am, you? I am fantastic. 706-534-1516 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you ever had a bad experience with moonshine in a NASCAR race, we are not the show for you. You Well, I was going to say you're our kind of fan. Well, you're our kind of fan, <laughs> but I'm not sure you want to listen to us. Exactly. Dog fans, thanks for listening. That's your Bulldog Report for this week. We're 123 days from kickoff. 123 days from kickoff. Go dogs! Hey, Derek, old dog. This is Ryan from Winder. Um, on y'all's last show, y'all said that y'all were going to have a uh, South Carolina Mythbusters. Um, two questions I have to ask. Um, is one, that, one is uh, underneath that little visor Steve Spurrier always wears, is there two horns coming out of his head? And um, just curious to know if there is, if he's the, the great Satan himself, with, uh, and Tim Tebow being the God's quarterback that he is. Can he, uh, will there be a, whole, uh, a holy battle between the two uh, come sometime, you know, maybe next year, year after? Just uh, curious to know. Anyway, uh, guys doing a great job. Uh, old dog, love that phrase. It's hard to throw through tears. I uh, um, want to say uh, go dogs and uh, looking forward to this season. Thanks, guys. Go dogs. We need to make up well, a sign that says that. Wait, okay. Okay, wait a second, dog fans. Now, you just heard that voicemail from Ryan and Winder, and I'm going to address this right now because normally we don't address voicemails directly in the show, but he wants to know about Steve Spurrier and his visor, and is that covering horns? And I believe it is. I, I got to tell you, I actually know for a fact that it's not covering no. horns. No. He cut them off? No, it's not covering horns. The reason he wears the visor is to cover his circumcision scars. Gotcha. Because everybody knows this Steve Spurrier's really a, a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but so that kind of blows up the holy battle between God's quarterback Tim Tebow and the Antichrist 
uh, Steve Spurrier, but uh, he wears the visor to hide his circumcision scars because he's just a giant dick. But I tell you what, we would love to see at the Gator Bowl or Altel Stadium or whatever. It's the Gator Bowl. Yeah, the Gator Let's Bowl. Let's get down there. Every Georgia fan needs to bring in a sign that says it's hard to throw through tears. <laughs> Old Dog would love to see it, and I tell you what, I will have one. Thank you, Colt Brennan. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Dog fans.